Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Physics Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with all of you. Thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Chamishi, the ninth day of the month of Adar. This week's Torah portion is Parshat Tetzada. Thank you to our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support. Today's call is dedicated to Lezecher Nishmas, Esther Tehila Abbas, Rav Gabriel Pinchas. To sponsor upcoming and future programs, please visit ou.org slash call. Please know the deadline to submit a sponsorship for Wednesday's program is Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. There will not be a call on Monday or Tuesday of next week with Tanis Esther and Purim. Two hard days to find rabbis to get on a call. Our next call will be um, a week from yesterday. It will be Wednesday of next week. On behalf of the OU, it is my distinct honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Judah Kraval of the Queens Jewish Center in Forest Hills, New York, to share the Chizik, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Kraval slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Perek Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. Will be followed by the Mishaberach Acholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are davening for, and Rabbi Kabel will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Amongst all Chalei Yisrael, please continue to keep the following four children in mind in your Tfilos: Rafael Chaim Ben Simon Rizal, Chaim Lev Ben Ora Yael, Eitan Moshe Chaim Ben Esther, and Rafael Nisan Ben Gabriela Esther. Bechavod, with great honor. Rabbi Kerbel. Thank you so much, Rabbi Pali. It's a pleasure to be with everyone. And I also want to wish Elias Neshama to ask you about Gabriel Pintas, who I personally got him for for a long time. She was tragically taken from us way too soon. I'm actually about to celebrate a big milestone in my life. My wife and I are about to celebrate our fifth wedding anniversary here at Hashem in a couple of weeks. My, uh, my brother-in-law is also getting married. And one of the things that gets discussed and featured around the time of the marriage is the ring, engagement ring, the wedding ring. And when we think about the purpose of the ring, it's not just decoration or an accessory, but it's meant to remind us of something important. To get a necklace or a friendship bracelet from someone, it's meant to help us remember somebody or some people that we need to remember. And I want to think of that in the context of one of the accessories of the Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol, we're told, he's supposed to wear a tzitz. The article translates that as a head foot. And the tzitz is made of gold. And what's especially unique and powerful about the tzitz is that the words Kodesh Hashem, Holy to Hashem, are engraved on the tzitz. And in wearing it, Torah tells us, Aaron is able to achieve forgiveness for the sins related to korbanot, for sacrifices on behalf of the Jewish people. But there's a strange requirement listed here. The Hayat al-Mitzvot Tamid. The tits have to always be on the Kohen Gadol's forehead. So how can the Kohen Gadol literally always be wearing the tits? There's a dispute, Masechet Yoma, to what extent the tits can bring atonement even when the Kohen Gadol is not wearing it. Rabbi Shimon says that it has the ability to bring forgiveness. This explains the Kohen Tarashi, why the Pesach says it will always be on his forehead. 
meaning it's impossible that it will literally always be on his forehead. The Rabbi Shimon holds that its power remains even when the Kohen Gadol is not wearing it. But Rabbi Huda says that the tzitz does not have the power to atone when it's on the Kohen Gadol's head. So when the Torah tells us that he has to have a tamid, it means shalo yasiach bajalimani. He should not lose consciousness of it while he is wearing it. Given the holiness of the tzitz, which has Hashem's name engraved on it, the Kohen Gadol must be careful to not lose consciousness of it. And therefore, he must frequently touch it. The Gabar says that we learn also that a man who's wearing tefillin also can't have a hetzach hadas, he can't lose consciousness. And so if the tzitz, which has God's name written on it once, has to be touched to, re- to remind us of it, but all the more so tefillin, which have God's name several times, so we're supposed to touch it as well to help us remember, and that is a fact, the custom, and many points of that. But what exactly constitutes a hetzach hadas? What constitutes a loss of consciousness? So it seems that the tzitz and tzillin actually have different thresholds, at which point one violates the prohibition of Hesach and Das, which give us different models for what it means to maintain consciousness. The tzitz perhaps represents a precarious version of Hesach and Das. The coin also has to be careful during his worship that he does not lose any consciousness of what he's doing for one moment. He's either fully engaged or he's not. There's no distraction. So therefore, in this mode of worship, he must touch the tzitz ensure that he is always conscious that he is in the presence of the Almighty. He must be fully Kodesh Hashem. He has to be fully dedicated to Hashem. When it comes to Tzillin, uh, there's a different conception of Hesach Hadas, losing consciousness. Once upon a time, people wore Tzillin all day. One theoretically could have a meal, they could be doing business while wearing Tzillin. And therefore, the post explain that while wearing Tzillin, it's not that I'm only thinking about the Tzillin and nothing else, but I'm merely not allowed to ask frivolously, frivolously in such a fashion that I forget that I'm wearing something holy. I think for us, it just reminds us that while we are in shul, when we are learning, we should be concentrating on our avoda and our kedusha, concentrating on what we're doing, the holiness of what we're doing. And as hard as it can be, the tzitz should give us a little bit of uh, encouragement to remind us of the ongoing goal for us to cultivate moments of mindfulness and presence to really be concentrating on our relationship during Hashem. But I think it's also important to remember the Tillin. Tillin is not just for the Beit HaMikdash or the, or the Beit HaNethus, but it's also for everyday life. In everyday life, what is not necessarily always plugged into the intensity of serving God. That's what we have to do, what we have to do in life. The Chaz Shalom that one should entirely forget that they are always in the presence of Hashem. Shemit Hashem Lameti Tamid, while one goes about their life eating and drinking, conducting their business, Hashem is always there. This week, we're reading Parsha Zachar as well. For the sake of time, I'll leave it for you to think about the interplay between memory and history and consciousness in the context of Amalek. The lessons of Amalek and Purim at large are surely that we have to remember we must maintain a constant, constant consciousness that Hashem is with us personally, with the entire Jewish people at all times. So in sum, words of physics I want to offer is that the sits and spillings are, so to speak, the French bracelets of Judaism. They're both meant to remind us not to forget God. In some cases, we need that extra intense concentration while we're in soul. But in other cases, as we go about life, we should remember that Hashem is always with us and we always have that relationship. I now begin with Perakop of Tehillim. Lam Nasea, Yam 
Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Karbal. Once again, just a programmatic note that the next call will be on Wednesday following Purim. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and refuah for all those in need will be answered, Latova for good. We look forward to having Rabbi Karbal back on the program, and please God in the near future, and happy anniversary. Please join us again for our next scheduled program on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day. Shabbat Shalom. Freilchen Purim. Purim Sameach.